We're back with another Lunch with Dr. Cooper podcast. Every quarter, we talk with Regional One Health team member who exemplifies one of our premier behaviors. Today, we're discussing a behavior that is essential not only to our work lives, but our personal lives as well, value differences. We're joined today by Jackie Daughtry, Manager of Clinical Nutrition. Jackie's a champion of diversity, not only here at Regional One Health, but in the profession of clinical nutrition. She understands that when she's talking to people about something as personal as what they eat, she needs to respect and appreciate the fact that every person is a unique individual. It's a lesson all of us can apply as we go about our roles here at Regional One Health. Jackie, thank you for joining us this afternoon. Thank you, Dr. Coopwood. I appreciate the invite. I want to start with what I just something I just mentioned, how diversity relates to what you do for our patients. How does the culture or religion a person comes with impact what they eat? And how does that in turn impact how you care for your patients? As dietitians, we provide medical nutrition therapy to patients in the hospital and in outpatient clinics. We look at food as medicine, so we focus on giving patients the nutrition they need to heal and to manage chronic diseases. But within that, we have to honor that patient's individual tastes. Their culture, ethnic, and religious preferences are just a part of that. For example, Jewish patients like to eat kosher diets. Muslim patients eat halal. People from different parts of the world or different parts of the country grow up eating different foods. Therefore, you have to consider a patient's background and life experiences if you want them to embrace the diet you're asking them to eat and individualize it. So it's not just one big vat of this and one big vat of that <laughs> to wear and just send it out there. You have to, you have to consider what people's um, dietary. So in the workplace, we consider, we talk about diversity around ethnicity and religious beliefs. All of these are important, as you just mentioned, but are, what are the other differences you have to pay attention to? So there are so many factors that impact how a person eats whether it's economics, whether they have children, the type of family they're from, educational background, where they've traveled, and just um, just different things. All of that plays a role in what a person eats. Some people adhere to a vegan or vegetarian diet and for for a variety of reasons. And for that, you have to take in consideration the different animal products they will or will not eat. And as an RD, I cannot forget that it can just be as simple as somebody saying, I like this food, or I don't like that food. All right, well, very good. It sounds like you have to be a little bit of a detective to do this, where you um, um, have to go out and, and try to understand a little bit better about what your patients need. Um, what are some tips for doing that, and how can they apply to the way all of us work with our diverse patient population? So I ask a lot of questions because with the questions you can get, you know, impact how you assist the patient. And I'm naturally inquisitive. I'm genuinely interested in others. So I love taking the time to get to know someone. My advice is to start by meeting people where they are. Find out what's important to them. Don't go in with assumptions and keep an open mind. Then start asking open-ended questions about what they like to do, don't like to do, their worries, challenges they're facing, and what they're excited about. Inevitably, the more questions you ask, the more you can find out about a person, and you will sometimes find that you have commonalities, and that will help. Once you know more about that person, you can adjust how you approach them 
and how you deliver care. Well, that's interesting because you kind of answered my next question because um, getting to know someone is the basis of even the doctor trying to make a diagnosis. You got to do the history and the physical. You have to um, understand what what has brought them to this point and to the hospital. And that's similar to what you're describing. So we serve a very diverse population. How does exploring that diversity with each individual patient make it easier for us to provide that care? It helps patients open up, share, and participate. Um, When I first started here, I worked in the women's services. Some of my patients mostly spoke Spanish, so I used the Spanish that I learned in school to try to communicate to them. Now, even though my Spanish wasn't perfect, the mere fact of me trying to open up and attempt to do it made the patients open up and they shared more than nutrition, and I learned more about other concerns they had. I also started to learn more about what they truly needed to improve their health. And when you understand a patient's needs, you can help them in a more comprehensive way. Also, if you know more about their lifestyle, you can make sure the advice you give them is actually meeting their actual need. Well, that's, that's, that's important. You know, one of the things I see you walk the hall, you always have a smile on your face, <laughs> you're engaging, um, and, and you do that so naturally. Um, so interacting with a patient, uh, trying to understand their um, diverse needs probably comes natural for you. Yes. But everybody's not as social as you are, um, and they're not, they don't necessarily are easy to approach people who right. may have differences, differences from them. How can you give them some pointers on how to overcome that hesitancy? So you start by recognizing that this isn't easy for everyone. So um, you want to begin, and you want to know that this is something that we can all improve on and begin to make the effort. Begin with an open mind. So you want to start getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. And um, diversity is not something that everybody is gifted in or feel comfortable doing. So in order to level the playing field, for example, when I'm hiring new dietitians, I will do a telephone interview because I'm completely hearing that person without seeing them. So that way I can you know, formulate a, a better um, option of choosing that person versus you know, what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's very good. So we've talked a little bit about valuing differences and improves how you take care of your patients um, from a dietary standpoint. You're also actively involved in improving diversity on your team here at Regional One Health. Why is that so important, and how are you going about doing that? So the more diverse perspectives and ideas available, the better I can do my job. So part of what um, I try to adopt is to see the person and get to know them individually. You want to have a conversation and truly listen. Don't make assumptions. So we want to have a diverse team because that makes us more creative, more successful. We're more engaged. We practice at a higher informed level. And it means we have different strengths. So we give different input, we take different approaches, and this results in a more broad global approach and team. You know, very good. When I speak for different events around the value of diversity, um, I give the scenario that a a group of men sitting around a table can't decide what's (laughs) best for, say, women's health. But we sometimes will do that and, and, and realize that what you're missing at that table is someone who actually knows about what it is that you're trying to develop. 
And so it's so important to me as a leader to make sure that the people around the table are representative of all the things that we're trying to accomplish. I need women at the table. I need African-Americans. I need Caucasians. I need um, all people with different views and points of views um, at the table because their views help us shape the right answer for what it is we're doing. So I see how that applies with your team. You're also in, in, in involved in increasing diversity in the clinical nutrition profession on a larger scale. Tell us a little bit about that work and how diverse or lack of diverse is that specialty. <laughs> so I'm serving as the IDEA chair, and it is Inclusion, Diversity, Equity, and Access, the li liaison for our state and in our national group, the clinical nutrition manager. Right. Yes, which is... Congratulations. Um, thank you. Um, so I recently earned a grant for the hashtag CME initiative. And the CME initiative, it's an acronym for Seek First to Understand, which is S. The E is evaluate your interpersonal values, beliefs, and biases. The E is engage inclusively and with humility. M, model the behaviors you wish to see. And E, embrace the tenets of cultural humility. Humility. Now, this came out of actually a personal journey, and I wanted to share it with my profession. One of the things I also do is I work on an outreach to younger students to educate them about the profession and the different opportunities available in nutrition and dietetics. At Regional One Health, clinical nutrition has been involved in teen tears. And one of those things is a lot of these young people don't really know what a dietitian does. <laughs> so it's always amazing to talk about that allied health profession and watch their faces, you know, when, they're, um, when they learn about what actually a dietitian does here at Regional One Health, especially when we talk about the trauma team and how we contribute to helping patients. Um, the goal is to bring more people with diverse and different backgrounds and perspectives to diversify our profession. Per our academy, our field is predominantly Caucasian females, so we're trying to diversify so that way we can be better able to connect with our patients. Well, very good. A, a lot of our young people um, today think a dietitian is the person the Chick-fil-A line that takes her order. <laughs> um. Oh, my gosh. Don't put us way back there. <laughs> so that they, to, to have someone to really understand what the value of, of, of what the meal has and yes. what it has to offer is, yes. is extremely important. So it's a great thing that you're educating um, the younger generation so that people can choose dieti dietitian as a career choice because – Hearing from you and the, seeing the value and the satisfaction you get from your job yes. is, is so important. So we want to thank you so much for sharing this time with us for this very important topic. Is there one thing you want to leave us with in, in this whole valuing differences um, piece that we hold so strong in our um, premier behaviors? Give us one last nugget to how this can help us all be better and how we can best um, help our patients. So in the many years that I've worked here, Regional One is a very diverse place to work. We have health professionals and patients from all over. That means we need to have what I call cultural humility. That starts with realizing that what the one constant is diversity. The one thing we all have in common is diversity. We are all unique individuals, but at the same time as human beings, we want to be seen, acknowledged, respected, and appreciated. It goes back to accepting for people for who they are and looking for their strengths and what they can bring to the table or contribute. Every person you meet can add value to your life, your team, your ability to provide patient care, or just 
in the community. So try to approach people with that mindset. Very good. Um, once again, thank you for joining us on, on this um, podcast. Um, this is something that I look forward to every quarter to talk to um, one of our team members about one of our premier behaviors and you exemplify very closely and clearly the importance of diversity and valuing differences in our patient population and, and our employees. We hope this conversation has inspired other members of the Regional One Health family to see our diversity as one of our greatest strengths. Serving a diverse patient population allows us to learn and grow in our profession and to have a positive impact on our community. Working alongside a diverse group of colleagues gives us a chance to hear new perspectives and try new approaches that we might not have thought of. All of these things allow us to provide for better care and with all of our difference, all our diversity, the one thing we have in common is that we want to do the best we can to serve our patients. Jackie has given us some excellent insight on how to use differences productively. Ask questions, listen carefully, seek common ground, and avoid judgment. Thank you and have a good day. Thank you, Dr. Coopwood. It's been my pleasure. You've been listening to Lunch with Dr. Coopwood, a podcast series that features Dr. Coopwood in conversations with people around Regional One Health and elsewhere who are making a difference with our premier behavior.